0: Yeah. The out of show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. They, uh,
1: they're finishing up renovating Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, not been an hour away from us. Um, Pearl River Resort, Golden Moon Casinos, and Sportsbook. Amazing Sportsbook, 40 TVs, full bar, served food, great place to watch games. But uh, they've been renovating Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, top 100 course, named over and over again, the Azaleas and the Oaks. It's actually two courses, 36 holes. And um, Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, Clubhouse, I think we will either be ready this Friday or next Friday. We'll let you know. It's a great place to stay, too. We've uh, we've stayed there. Obviously, we've done shows there and, and all that kind of stuff. There's nothing better than hanging out on the back porch with a uh, Tito's and soda, a couple of oranges in there. And maybe at about four thirty-five in the afternoon, overlooking the azaleas and the oaks, and you light a La Florida Minicana and you're with a buddy. It's uh, that's good living right there. DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your stay and play with your buddies. Right, um, cigars, golf, bourbon, and the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino sports book and lounge. We welcome in our friend uh, Tom Luganbill. National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Tom Luganville, how are you?
0: I'm good, man. Good morning to you.
1: Are you in Charlotte or are you on the road?
0: Well, There's my dog. <laughs> I'm not too happy with Mama coming home. Sorry about that. She's standing right next to me as I'm sitting out here in the step. And I actually came outside so my dogs wouldn't bark. And then next thing you know, I got her out of here and she barks at her own mom. Sorry about that.
1: What? Um, what's her name?
0: uh Lois Lane.
1: I love it. I love it cuz you're always in different uh
0: Well, we got Clark Kent too. He's a, he's older than her though. She's a year and a half and he's about 7.
1: What kind of dog? Golden doodles. Nice. <laughs> nice. Lois yeah. Lane and Clark Kent. What's and your Bob, favorite? Our
0: oldest one's Bob. Well, our oldest one is about to be 12. His name's Bob. And he's getting older. So Bob the dog is uh, Bob the dog was like our our one dog that like our kids are the most attached to just because they were small when we got him. Sure. You know, my son's 17 and my daughter's 15 and Bob's about to turn 12. So, uh, but no, to answer your question, I just actually got off the road. I had Monday night football for the XFL, uh, got back yesterday afternoon, and then I've got to go to Orlando uh, for this coming week's game uh, on Saturday. And in between, we're starting to put together some content for our upcoming uh, 2024 uh, spring uh, player rankings and our updated 2025 underclassmen like pre-ranking. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I got a lot on the table.
1: Yeah, you do. Did you ever meet uh, with all the places and all the games that you have called, plus you're tied to recruiting in the Under Armour All-American game, -hmm. Did you ever meet Lamar Jackson?
0: Oh yeah, several times. I actually did. um, uh, I I actually got a really good story about that. It's actually a Bobby Petrino related story. So I did uh, uh, a a guy who, just as you know, the, the the coaching tree and all the the branches that come off of it. So a guy that was a GA for my dad at Arizona State back in 1982 and 83. Uh, he ended up moving on was a scout in the NFL for 25, 26 years. And then he got back into the college rank, and he was actually the director of player personnel for Bobby Petrino uh, at Louisville. So one spring, I you know, I was, you know, pick a couple schools where I go and visit and spend a few days and talk shop, and I decided to go up there during spring ball. And I had seen, uh, obviously, Lamar at camps and things of that nature when he was young. He was just this raw athlete that was – you kind of didn't know what to do with him. So it was inter- it was really interesting that he goes to Louisville because when you looked at Bobby Petrino's quarterbacks and the guys that he played with, nobody could even come close to resembling this guy. So you're kind of wondering, like, okay, well, what are they going to do with him? Like how are they going to get this guy to play in that type of setup? So what was really intriguing, and I think everybody would agree that Bobby Petrino's system and, and, method of coaching is tried and true and it's been successful everywhere then and i happen to be there uh for a couple of days during spring ball and i'm watching the spring ball and i start noticing i'm like you're never in the shotgun and so after practice i say, coach i said i said you're you're never in the shotgun with him huh he goes well we'll be in the shotgun with him he goes but he's got a lot to learn so we have a rule this spring and for 15 days he is not allowed to take a snap uh, out of the shotgun. He has to take snaps from under center. Uh, he has to work through, you know, uh, ball handling and drops from center, things that are really foreign to him. And he's also not allowed to take off and run. I don't care if he throws it away, and I really don't even care if he makes a risk with the football of throwing it away. I want him to start developing some discipline within the pocket. And uh, it's I tell that story because it was either the next year or the year after. It was the next year, I think he won the Heisman Trophy. And then I had a regular season game with him that year against North Carolina early. And then I also had the Citrus Bowl where they played LSU. They were completely outmanned, um, and, and LSU uh, handled them uh, pretty good. So, yeah, I've been around him uh, quite a bit.
1: What d- Describe his personality to us.
0: Uh, very outgoing, uh, smile on his face all the time. Um, I always liked him because I thought he was a, a, a guy that appreciated playing the game in the sense that he really loves to just go out there and play. If you told him he was just going to go take the ball and go out on a sand lot somewhere and chuck it around, he would love that. Like that's kind of that's kind of who he is. Um, where I think it's unfortunate is that he doesn't have any representation. And I, and I just think that is so dangerous in, in, in this day and age when you, when you're, when you're dealing with people and and you need somebody to be the bad guy, Mm -hmm. you need somebody to be the intermediary um, because there are relationships at stake and and there are decisions and conversations that are happening. um, And I just don't know if that's truly helping him uh, to the level that maybe he, he needs. And then on top of it, I think, you know, let, let's get down to it. Uh, the, the Cleveland Browns are to blame for all of this. Right. right. For every single thing going forward now in the National Football League, um, when people start wanting guaranteed contracts, guaranteed total contracts in the most violent collision-based sport or profession outside of UFC, okay, in the world, um, it's just not, it's not, it's not good business practice. It's not, that's not the the way you stay in business. It's not the way that you invest. And there's just, there's just way too much risk. And now, now that there's been a precedent set, it's kind of screwed everything up.
1: Tom Lugan, Bill ESPN on the Farm Bureau insurance guest line. Yeah, I agree. Luke's, I mean, I've had people around me that have just helped me tremendously when I had to make, you know, decisions throughout my life. And, uh, it's good to lean on people and, um, you know, man, that, that inner circle and who you're tied in with is super important, really regardless of age. I think Luke's, you and I are about the same age. So
0: there's no doubt. And you know what? It's, it's no different than, you know, what I tell young kids that are getting recruited or kids that are in college right now, you know, you are who you hang out with. You are who you associate with. And sometimes you have to step away. And and in the instance of somebody that's dealing with upper management or, you know, CEOs and presidents and general managers and ownership and all of those sorts of things, you you need that intermediary. And, um, and there's a reason why everybody has one, right? Mm -hmm. And I, and I I think that's something I, I hope that that changes in the future for him. I really do.